0: And welcome to this week's edition of the Getting Ahead Podcast by David Mark Shaw, your weekly podcast on all things digital, technology, and what it means to you, the small business owner.
1: We will have super smart guests and actionable insights each and every week to help you get ahead. Hi there, and welcome to this week's edition of the Getting Ahead podcast. With me, your host, David Mark Shaw. This week's guest is um, something a little bit different, actually, and I'm really, really excited to have this conversation. And one I've been meaning to have for quite a long time. This week's guest is Janet Murray, who is a journalist and PR coach. Um, I've seen Janet speak a number of times in uh, events around the country, and each and every time she comes up with some amazing uh, advice and tactics. And it's really aimed at small businesses, and it's something I feel. That you guys are really going to get huge value out, so uh, really excited to introduce Janet to the show. Thanks for having me, no problem at all. So, Janet, journalist and PR coach. We we're just saying before we hit the record button how you think those sort of those words mean you know don't necessarily you know <laughs> normally go together. Um, so tell us a little bit about sort of um, yeah, those two words and you know, and what it is you do on a day to day basis.
0: So, my background is I've worked in journalism for the last 15 years, so I've Been a writer for publications like The Guardian, The Independent, The Sunday Times, Independent on Sunday, BBC. But I've also written for things like Entrepreneur and Huffington Post, and I've worked as an editor as well. So I've got lots of experience. I've pretty much written for most national publications you can think of, and I've also edited. I've commissioned other people to do them. So, so essentially, what happened was that I. I was doing that for about sort of, 10 years and, and really enjoying it. But I've always, I actually started off as a school teacher. So I've always had this interest in teaching and training. And I've always done some kind of university teaching as well. And basically, I just noticed something quite early on in my career as a journalist. And this is what I noticed I noticed that people who worked in the PR industry were generally terrible at pitching to journalists, like awful. And they would just send the most awful ideas that journalists wouldn't be interested in. So about, oh, it's actually probably about 10 years ago, I started running some courses. So I thought, well, if these people don't really know how to do this, perhaps, you know, I can teach them better as a journalist. I can say, look, actually, if you do these things, then you'll have much more chance of getting press coverage. So I started doing that about 10 years ago. And that was just a bit of kind of side income because I was working as a freelance journalist. It was just a bit of extra Cash and then gradually that's just turned into a whole business. I just discovered that I really loved helping people, in particular small businesses, understand what they needed to do to get into the media without spending thousands on PR companies and that kind of stuff. So I've I've turned myself I guess um, into I call myself a journalist and a PR coach because I still work as a journalist and I guess I'm quite unique in that when we were chatting about doing this interview you said to me you know oh you can talk about the PR industry and I actually said well I can't talk about the PR industry because I've never worked in the PR industry <laughs> what I can talk about is 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 journalists and what they're looking for. And that's what I teach people. So I teach people how to do PR from the other side of the desk, if you like. So I teach it from the perspective of that person who is sitting in a newspaper office or a magazine office or a radio station or TV station that's getting press releases and pictures from people who want to get featured in the media and I'm kind of like well this is what works and this isn't what works so it's kind of really practical and I, I guess I'm, I'm kind of doing it in a quite a, a unique way does that kind of make sense
1: it makes perfect sense Janet and, and I what I love about it is the fact that you took it from that other side of the desk as you so you perfectly sort of stated there so you were you being the journalist and being pitched at by these PR companies and realising you know what a bad job they're doing knowing what you liked as a journalist and, and what you were looking for and realizing that you could you could advise and help people on the other side of that uh, I, I think it's it's a really fascinating story that you've got coming from from that angle you know what the journalist because you are a journalist you know what sort of the the hooks that they're looking for the information that they're looking for so you're perfectly placed as a, as you say to advise small businesses and so on and, and how to get that that media attention which is which is fascinating mm,
0: yeah and and i think um I guess it does make me quite kind of unique, and I probably ought to say at this point that not all PR people are terrible. You know, sometimes I feel like that's that, you know, that that's, you know, I shouldn't be saying it like that because there are some great people out there, but I think I just come across so much bad practice. I come across. So many poor pictures and so and, and also it would kind of make me a bit angry because I would see, as a small business owner myself, so I was a freelance journalist and I had my own consultancy business and I used to do copywriting and all sorts. But as a small business owner myself, I would see that other small business owners were paying people to do this stuff, and it would actually make me feel quite angry <laughs> because I'd be <laughs> like, I can't believe that somebody, a small business like me, is handing over money to somebody to send a terrible press release like that or a terrible pitch, which a journalist is never going to be So it almost came from like I felt like I was almost kind of oh what's what's the word that I'm looking for kind of championing small businesses and saying you don't have to spend your money on this you you could do this yourself and you could do it much better
1: absolutely so are you um, are you doing this on behalf of small businesses or are you training small businesses or is it a mixture of both
0: I'm very very clear that I don't do PR for other people and the reason being is that there's kind of a conflict of interest. So I still work as a journalist, so I I can't really... It's a bit of a tricky one for me to be kind of like, you know, one minute I'm kind of, you know, a a kind of impartial journalist who's making decisions based on the merits of the story, and the next minute I'm kind of selling on behalf of someone. It is. It's There's a bit of a conflict there. So I'm very sort of strict about that. So I teach people how to get media coverage rather than do it for them and I do get approached all the time by people asking me to do it for them but also I actually really believe that all small business owners should know how to do this stuff because having watched so many small business owners pay for people to do PR for them and pay for press releases and not get results I kind of that actually it's really important for small business owners just to have a go at doing this and to understand a bit about the media because if you don't understand how it works then you could actually you might sort of well just flush your money down the loo because you know you could hire in a PR company but how do you actually know whether they're any good or not and actually having a go at doing it yourself is, is, is a really good way to find out. So I help people in several ways. I've got a group coaching program which runs, I'm doing about three a year at the moment so it's a 12-week program where I take people through everything they they need to know to understand you know what journalists are looking for how to put great pictures and press releases together and just kind of how to deal with journalists you know how to find their contact details how to kind of you know conversations with them and and get things sort of set up and I basically hold people's hand through it and it's really nice because we do it in a group so obviously everybody's also supporting each other through the process and I've worked with authors I've worked with app developers I've worked with I mean, head teachers because they're independent schools. They're also business owners as well. I've I've got somebody at the moment who's got a gift company. I've worked with bloggers, all sorts of different types of, of small business, and what they've got in common is they're just looking to get that that kind of media profile. I also do a little bit of one to one coaching. Um, I actually prefer, I think, doing a group, but I do sometimes do one to one stuff, and then I do consultancy. I do do I did something the other day for the Swiss Embassy, for example. I do sort of big blue chip companies and I also deliver training so I do radio and tv training I'm going to a university to do that next month I'll go into companies and do sort of like a training day with them about kind of understanding the media and and sometimes I do consultancy helping them sort of work through you know ideas that they might pitch to the media so it's quite a mix of what I do I also do public speaking as well as you mentioned so there's there's quite a few few ways that I'm kind of that I'm kind of sharing this stuff and I've also got a blog which is full of like free advice basically if you're a small business owner and you're looking for advice on how all this stuff works and I've got a podcast as well so so yeah I'm 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 kind of putting this information out there in lots of different ways and working with people in lots of different ways
1: I think sharing really is the word that i would associate with you you know when i like i said i've seen you speak a number of times and the 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 information that you're giving away is absolute gold it's you know it really is a type of information that people expect to pay for but also uh, what i find fascinating is the fact you've very much remained a teacher at heart um just you know uh, over the years um uh, and uh, like you say that was where you sort of originated from so it's so that sort of teaching element stayed with you mm, definitely yeah what i um would like to um sort of get to talk about next is really how in amongst all of these sort of digital channels that everyone's been, you know, getting excited about over the last few years, there's still something about having, um, Access into a publication or onto radio or television. There's, there's, there's still something um, unique about that, and, and still very, very powerful. And something that small business owners really find is um, something they'd love to get their hands on. Obviously, this is something you enable them to do. Why do you feel as though some of these more traditional sort of um, publications and media outlets are still so, um, you know, are still so powerful in such a digital age?
0: Well, it's quite interesting because often when small business owners come to me and they'll say you know I want to get coverage in Marie Claire or I want to be in the New York Times or I want to be in the Huffington Post or whatever and the first question I will ask them is kind of a why was it what is it that you're looking to do and often it's about sales you know they want to get in front of more people because they want to sell more of whatever they do or they want to get more clients or whatever and actually sometimes I'll be really honest and say well look if you want to get more clients or you want to sell more widgets or whatever it is that you do press coverage like that is probably not going to be so good for you to be honest you might be better to look at marketing or Facebook advertising or whatever <laughs> I'll be really honest about it or we can guest blogging that kind of thing however if you want to build kudos if you want to be able to put you know it's a different kind of it's a different kind of promotion, if you like. If you want to be able to stick on your website that you've been covered in these kind of really prestigious places, if you want to build your influence as a thought leader, for example, if you want to get more speaking gigs, if you want to get sort of opportunities to, I don't know, you know, to advise the government or, you know, you know kind of more sort of, it's, it's more to do with QDOS, I think then press coverage can be really good for that. You know, Saying to somebody, I've been published in The Guardian or The Huffington Post or I've been featured in... Or trying to think of an example now, Um, the Financial Times or whatever. It's almost like a a rubber. of approval. And it's kind of like, you know, if the Financial Times thinks that your business is worth writing about and worth talking to, then you must know what you're talking about. Now, we all know that that doesn't necessarily mean that that's the case. You know, there's plenty of other people who haven't been featured in those publications. But it is a, it's almost like a, a way of validating what you do. And it's a rubber stamping what you do. And it's very, very much about kudos, I think. Whereas, actually, when it comes to Sales and you know, literally, kind of moving units of things or attracting more clients. There's probably other things that you can do that are better, but I think it is very much about building your profile, your credibility, and what people think of you. Now, it also can lead to sales and opportunities. And for example, you know, I've got a lady in my Facebook group today who's talking about the fact that she read an article that I'd written for the Guardian, which is actually nothing to do with my business. Really, it was about about um being a mother being a working mother and what people think about me as a working mother who sometimes travel travels with her work but she said oh yeah i read that article that you'd written and then i came and had a look at your website and you know here i am and that happens to me all the time where people will read things that i've written in these publications you know my pr if you like and then they'll engage with me off the back of it so i think a lot of it is about kudos and credibility
1: Absolutely, yeah. That sort of social proof um, that that we we look for, which is essential in the buying process. You know, when we want that, like you say, that credibility before pushing the buy now button or picking up the phone, whatever Mm -hmm. it might well be, you want that assurance that this is somebody who is credible. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I completely agree with you. Having having that kudos um, of being published in some of these various different platforms um, can really accelerate that sales process. Um, And I know you've mentioned before about sort of people um, turning up at events and so on, and seeing you speak off the back of some of the publications that you've you've uh, you, you've actually published in uh, or had published in some of these uh, platforms mm-hmm. before.
0: Definitely, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, the other thing I wanted to really to, uh, uh, to pick your brain about was um, what do you think is the real the, some of the basic things that. Um, that people could and should be doing if they want to try and get some of this exposure they want to get into the huffington post or the or like you say you know the financial times things is there any sort of real basics that people need to you know uh, small business owners need to think about when approaching these people I, I imagine most small businesses wouldn't even know where to start hence why they yeah. go to the pr company in the first place
0: yeah and this is the thing and a lot of small business owners make mistakes and they waste time and they waste money and what they do I must get about six emails a week from small business owners who ask me how much I would charge them to write a press release for them and a lot of small business owners think that if they've got something new so they say they've got a new product or they've got you know a new an event that they're doing or something or other that if they just send a press release out then journalists will kind of write about it and that's probably actually the worst thing that you could do if you want to get press coverage because okay. it's like a scattered gun approach. It's like basically throwing a pack of cards up in the air and just hoping that one of them lands. And, and often they'll do this, you know, I've had an email today from somebody actually saying, Do you know where I can buy a list of publications in my niche? And that's, you know, it's just not the right way to go about it. So, but, but I mean, it's not, you know, if you don't work in the media, how are you going to know this stuff? So you hire in a PR company, and actually a lot of them just do the same sort of stuff. So, what I would really advise small businesses to do is to be strategic about it. So just like you are with anything else in your business, you don't just kind of, you know, suddenly buy in you know you don't suddenly take on a member of staff without thinking about why you want them and and you know what what you're going to get them to do or you don't buy in an in, an expensive email marketing software without you really doing your research and thinking about you know whether you're going to get a return on investment so the first thing i would do is say right okay well why is it we want press coverage and and get really really clear about that now your reason doesn't really matter it's really just having one so it could be that you want to get more sales it could be that you Want to raise your credibility because you want to write a book or you want to get more speaking gigs, but just, just get really clear about what it is that you're going to do. And then you say, right, okay, well, what what would I need to do to, to make that happen? Or who do I need to get in front of to make that happen? So then you think about the kind of people you want to get in front of. Now if it's sales you might be just be thinking about your ideal customers or clients. And then it's about thinking okay well what do they read, watch and, and listen to now A big mistake a lot of newbies will make is they'll just have a a publication that they like and they'll think, oh, I'd love to be in that because I could tell my mum and I could tell my friends or whatever. (laughs) But actually, in terms of, you know, let's say, for example, that you want to target people who run haulage businesses or something like that then you know it may not be great for you to be in the sunday times actually you might want to target kind of niche industry publications and so it's about being really strategic really clear about you know who is it you want to get in front of and what do they read watch and listen to and then i'd advise just making a, a short list of maybe just to start off with three or five publications or programs that you think will get get you in front of the people that you want to reach and then just spend some time and this is the hard bit this is the bit that a lot of people don't want to do but this is the bit that makes all the difference i promise is actually read them and from a journalist's point of view i mean god i've lost count of how many times i've got pictures in fact most of the pictures i used to get when i was working as editing at the guardian were from people who would never even read the section that they're pitching to so they're would just pitched completely off the wall ideas because they hadn't read it they were just making assumptions about what we covered so it's about really really studying them and just looking out for looking out for opportunities you know you might notice that in your target publication they have an interview every on the back page every week with a small business owner that actually you could you could contribute something to you might notice that they do a, a weekly q a or whatever so it's kind of just looking at it's starting with what they already cover and thinking how you can fit in and that would be the the first thing that I would suggest that you do and then just start to work up some ideas and essentially anybody who's got a great idea there's no reason why you can't just send an email or pick up the phone and talk to a journalist and talk it through with them and journalists are actually looking for great content now a lot of people who've had brushes with journalists will say that you know they might be a bit grumpy or short or whatever that's because they're often working to tight deadlines but actually they want really great stories and I think when they are a bit short and grumpy it's when people are just ringing them up with really kind of off the wall sort of silly ideas so it's just about kind of identifying you know a short list of manageable short list of publications or programs you think will get you in front of the people you want to reach so that you can achieve your objective and just reading them or watching them or listening to them and thinking okay this is the kind of content they normally do these, these are the kind of kind of topics they like to cover what could we offer that fits in with that now another big mistake that small business owners make actually is that they they start off with the idea first so for example I've got someone in my Facebook group at the moment whose company has won an award and they're really really proud of this award and quite justifiably so but actually their potential clients couldn't give a monkeys about this award and and also journalists you know it's like who would care about this award so you know I'm trying to gently Encourage them to think actually, instead of just trying to go around and, you know, kind of hammer everybody with this story about an award which no one's actually interested in anyway why not just have a look at the places where you think it would be good for you to get coverage and see what they cover and say okay well, what have we got that fits into that does that kind of make sense
1: no it makes perfect sense absolute perfect sense and um, I love that sort of last example and I've said it before um, on sort of presentation that I do that it's not about us um, mm-hmm. it's actually about what, you know, what are we delivering for, for our audience what is their objective what are they going to find interesting another word you mentioned there which I, um, I just wanted to sort of jump on was you mentioned about stories so it, is there a, a component of of making this compelling reading and, and good storytelling that needs to be considered as well? Yes,
0: completely. It's all about stories, and something that I often say to people is, I say, think about the Facebook test, right? So let's just say that you've got an idea for a story, and you're like, oh yeah, we've won this award, and I want to get this in whatever publication it is. If you put that story on your personal Facebook page, this is the you know would they would people like it? That maybe is okay. It, would people share it that means you've probably got something interesting there and the golden nugget is would people be divided about it and would people kind of have different opinions about it that's when you know you've probably got a story so if you think about winning some kind of industry award can you imagine putting that on your facebook page that you would got like iso accreditation or something like that your friends would go yeah yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know? um, and the, I did a webinar yesterday, actually, where I gave some examples of, of really kind of what you're up against when you're trying to get press coverage when it comes to stories. So, for example, you might remember there's a story that was doing the rounds a few weeks ago that was covered in lots of the nationals. And it was about a yarn bombing granny. And it was this granny that was basically she was 104 and she, she was knitting like cozies for telephone boxes. And like um, she was basically street Oh, it was like graffiti, but it was like knitting and it was like crochet and stuff. I saw and, it. And obviously, did you see it? Yeah. <laughs> I, did, I, did. I mean, it had it had great photo, you know. Potentially, it was all over the place, and and it's kind of like that's what you're up against, you know. So when you're sort of wondering about getting press coverage about your award that you've won that nobody really care about, you know, that's what you're up against. Another story that I shared yesterday it was really about a small business was. And and this came up in my Facebook feed, and it was via somebody that I knew that was sure it must have been their friend's business or something. But it was a lady who runs a chocolate making business, and she'd made a chocolate bunny for Easter in the shape of Benedict Cumberbatch, and she was calling it the Cumber Bunny, and she was sending it to his mum for Easter. And I just thought this was genius, like absolutely genius PR, because there was this whole, you know, there was obviously really nice pictures. Um, There was this whole story about, you know, kind of how business started, because I think she makes these kind of she makes chocolate figures of other famous people as well. And at the end, it said that she was actually, she was auctioning one off that she'd made out of It was kind of like a bronze look one. She was auctioning it off for charity. This had a was a big feature in the Daily Mail, and obviously, if you want to reach a lot of people, the Daily Mail is a place to be. Great photos, Cumberbunny hashtag. You know, like people. There was a hashtag. You know, when I looked it up, and that's kind of genius. And again, that's what you're up against. So, so I'll get a lot of small business owners, and they can't understand why they can't get press coverage for the fact that they've, you know, got they've got some you know some kind of industry standard that they've won or, or whatever or they've been got iso something or other whatever and they can't understand and i think that's a useful comparison to make is the cumber bunny you know like how does your story and i'm not suggesting you know we all can't have a cumber bunny every day but it's just that stuff about is it interesting will people actually want to talk to their friends about it would they want would they want to would they want to share it would they have an opinion on it and i think all too often the kind of things that small business owners are trying to put out in the press are the kind of things that kind of really unremarkable they're just like yeah whatever who would care about that
1: absolutely and um, I, I think they're brilliant examples and and as always a fabulous advice um, you, uh, another thing that i thought i wanted to highlight um uh, which i still find absolutely fascinating um since we uh, originally sort of met a uh, um, uh, new media europe in manchester last year and i know you're speaking uh, in london this year which i think is absolutely brilliant um but you're actually based in kent aren't you I am yes. Brilliant. Um, and so, um, the majority of my audience are are, are Kent based. And um, so, do you run your workshops? Are they digitally, or do you have are they in person workshops?
0: I run most of my my stuff online now. I actually, do most of my coaching online, but I do run events in london so uh, for example next week i'm running an event with phil Palin, who is so uh, that's march the 8th so i don't know when this is going out probably will have happened by the time this goes out but phil pallon who's a branding specialist who's based in la is in london so we're doing a workshop together in london i also run in london these soulful pr sessions once a month where i invite a journalist along to with a very small group usually small business owners to come and meet them so on march the 21st it's actually sold out but i've got um i've got a producer from the Today programme from Radio 4, I've had an edit for, editor from the Daily Mail, I had the editor of Psychology's magazine, I had an editor from The Guardian, so I run those in London. Now, I'd love to do more stuff in Kent, but I find that... that um, it can be a bit more challenging, actually, because obviously, when you put events on in London, then people come from all over the place, don't they? And and they travel from all over the country to London because it's sort of central. But I find, I mean, I do sometimes speak at networking events and things in in Kent, and I have even I run my business from a beautiful garden shed, <laughs> or a she shed in my garden, which I've had lots of press coverage for. Incidentally, I've seen that as well. Yes. <laughs> um, and um, and I have run workshops from there as well in Gravesend, where I'm based. So yeah, I do a little bit of work in Kent, but I do find it's really interesting, actually, because people say all the time, ''Oh, you know, it'd be so great if we had something like this in Kent.'' But when I've put things on, I found that actually it's easier to get people into London. I don't know if that's just because it's just kind of more convenient for us It's so get, easy to get, get there, isn't it? Yeah, um,
1: it really is. Um, so what I'm going to do is I want everyone to, I really encourage everyone to 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 come and check out Janet's work. Um, she, as I say, she's got a fantastic podcast, a brilliant blog, and she does some uh, some amazing work for small business owners. And I think this is absolutely ideal for you guys. So, uh, Janet, could you tell people where's the best place they can find out more about you, um, your 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 podcast, and and all the, sort of the, the courses that you run as well.
0: Brilliant. Yeah, I'm just sorry I'm, t- I'm t- tapping away. I was just trying to find the the URL for my Facebook group. So um, a good place for you to start might be my Facebook group, a free Facebook group. I'm in there every day, answering people's questions, and there's quite a few business owners in there, and quite a few people from Kent actually. Um, and that's face facebookcom slash groups slash community. My website is janetmurray.co.uk, and you'll find my blog and podcast on there as well my, my podcast is the soulful pr podcast and it's not actually just about pr it's also i talk about social media and marketing it's just basically anything about you know promoting yourself and, and getting yourself out there in the world so more people know about you and also um, twitter is probably where i'm my most active on social media and i'm at jan underscore murray and i'd love to
1: hear from people particularly people in kent
0: because mm-hmm. i live in kent and love living in kent so really keen to hear from kent business owners
1: Fantastic. That's been really good. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you, Janet, and I look forward to seeing you, or um, if not to a bit, certainly in July at New Media we in London.
0: Brilliant. Thank you.
1: Speak to you very soon.